Ah, people, I mean, y'all know me. Y'all know me well enough. We've been, you know, doing this Tudor Reviews podcast. And big shout out to the Tudor Reviewers, listeners, lovers, supporters out there. But we've been doing this for, you know, for three years. We hit three years. We hit the three-year mark on October 4th, man. I couldn't be more proud of the show. I couldn't be more proud of, you know, my, my listeners. I couldn't be more proud of the results. But at the same time... Sometimes I do feel like I've barely even scratched the surface with this with this podcast, man. I feel like there's so much more room for improvement. I feel like there's so much more room for um, diversity as far as topics go and, you know, just things to shift gears, things to shake things up a bit and, you know, not necessarily change the whole dynamic of the show. But listen, I'm rambling on people uh, and for good fucking reason. But I say all that to say this. If y'all been tuning in with me and been rocking out with me all this time, then y'all know there is one thing about me that's for certain. When it comes to horror movies, I am a practical over CG guy any day of the week. Practical effects, practical monsters, you know, I'll take the man in the suit as opposed to the, you know, the CGI monster that's just running around and looks a little sketchy like Sega Saturn cutscenes and shit like that. I'm like I love practical effects, man. When you when I think of practical effects, me personally, I think of Tom Savini, I think of K and B, I think of Rob Bottin, I think of Rick Baker, I think of Kevin, uh, what's his name, Kevin Yeager. I think the guy that you know designed the Chucky doll, and you know I'm pretty sure he was behind some of the Nightmare on Elm Street four business. But y'all get what I'm saying, man. Um, I think of. So many of those people that put the work in and their crews, no disrespect to, the, uh, you know, the people that work with those main names, because, you know, you have a main guy most of the time that does, that is behind the special effects that headlines it. But he has a crew behind him. So shout out to those people and the crews that are you know involved in the making of those practical effects. But um, I, I love practical effects, man. I love the, the, the people, the crews that sit there for 10 to like 24 hours a day and night. And just make these creature effects and make these, you know, uh, these these prosthetic appliances for these death scenes and, you know, these movie monsters that we come to, you know, that we've come to love. And speaking of movie monsters, man, you know, sometimes we think of we think of the xenomorph and the alien movies. We think of Predator. We might think of the relic and somebody that is very known. That's very common with some of those uh, majority of those names that I just mentioned is Stan Winston, man. Uh, and Stan Winston not only created some brilliant creature effects some memorable movie monsters over the years but stan winston you know his his first time in the director's chair was for a movie monster that he created and this was a movie i did commentary on for the late great stan winston's birthday some time ago um when i started the show and basically let's cut to the chase people i'm, I'm saying all that to say this stan winston his directorial debut was for you know the titular character that he created the movie monster he created Pumpkinhead and I think that was in 1988 when that movie came out and Pumpkinhead is is and will always be um I think it's a classic man I think it's a classic monster movie and I feel like at times it is very underappreciated and you know for Stan Winston to not only helm the practical effects and the creature effects for Pumpkinhead you know, but to direct, you know, his first time directing, like he loves this shit so much that and he loves Pumpkinhead so much he wanted to get behind this project personally. I think that, uh, you know, that is a testament to who Stan Winston was and the hard work that he put in for these creature effects. Now, I don't know if Stan Winston knew back in 88 
that Pumpkinhead would grow to be this iconic character, you know, for better or worse. And, you know, there's talks of a, a, a reboot coming out, which I'm actually curious about, man. I did a I did an episode a while back called Bolted Doors and Windows Barred talking about the, you know, the backstory of the Pumpkinhead series because there's four movies, unfortunately. But uh, I also talked about the possibilities of how a Pumpkinhead reboot could actually work the fuck out, man. It could work really well. You know, it could work out really well, especially in this you know, re- horror resurgence that we see with the, sl- the 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 horror movie slashers and the horror movie monsters. But um, you know, Pumpkinhead. You know, we we've got there was a third movie I did commentary for it. Ashes to Ashes. Liquor didn't help. It's hands down one of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. I can't remember what the ranking was, but Doug Bradley was in that movie. Unfortunately, he couldn't even save it. I don't know if he had to pay a light bill or some shit with with the money they gave him, but he was in there. And so was Lance Henriksen. You know, he came back as Ed Harley's ghost. And then you had Pumpkinhead 4, Blood Feud. I'd never even wasted my time after watching part three. But again, I say all that to say this. This one here, people, Pumpkinhead 2. I feel like director Jeff Burr does not get the credit he deserves as not only director of this movie, but as a genre director in general. Now, it's not like Jeff Burr is a James Wan or you know, uh, uh, Eli Roth or Jordan Peele, like we can't really, we can't put him in that category, but I do feel like Jeff Burr, as far as the late eighties and early nineties went, put some fucking spec on this guy's name for certain, man. Jeff Burr, Texas Chainsaw Massacre three, which is easily my favorite sequel in the original series. And it's the most underrated entry in the franchise next to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, the beginning, which came out in 20, uh, you, you know, the 2006, but you know, he did Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Stepfather 2, got Terry O'Quinn to come back, and it's actually a really solid sequel in comparison to the first movie, and he's got, um, you know, he's got other hard, you know, um, I don't know if they're shorts or straight-to-TV films or whatever the case may be, but he's got this on his hands, and Pumpkinhead 2 for me, man, I'm, I'm not gonna ramble on, I promise y'all, because this is an intox commentary, I haven't done one of these in a really long fucking time, but Jeff Burr, man, this, Pumpkinhead 2, is one of those movies I used to rent a lot as a kid, and this movie still is entertaining as shit. Is it a perfect monster movie? Absolutely not. Do they make Pumpkinhead sympathetic, and does it tear the film down towards the end of the film? Absolutely. Um, but with that being said, there's still so much fun to be had, man, and I can appreciate Jeff Burr for not only being a you know a horror genre guy, a horror genre director. He knows his stuff, man. He does shit that Rob Zombie does now, you know, as far as casting goes. Jeff Burr has so many horror familiars in this movie that it's a fucking horror geek's wet dream. You know what I'm saying? You got Andrew Robinson in this movie who played, uh, um, oh my God, what's his name? Larry Cotton in the original Hellraiser movie. He's the dad in the original Hellraiser. You've got J. Trevor Edmond, who was in Return of the Living Dead 3. You've got Amy Dolenz, who was in Children of the Night and Ticks. You've got fucking, uh, Jesus Christ, man, you've got appearances by Linnea Quigley, who's in every fucking 80s and early 90s horror movie, but most notably, she's trash in, um, Return of Living Dead, and she's got that great, we're not even gonna talk about that tombstone scene, but 
She's in here. You've got R.A. Mihailov, who Jeff Burr enjoys working with because he played Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. You've got an appearance by Kane fucking Hodder in this movie, man. There's so many horror familiars. And Joe Unger, by the way, who was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, is in this movie. So he's got Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, um, you know, familiars. I'm just mad that he didn't have Viggo Mortensen in this shit and Kate Hodge. But however... You know, I appreciate him for knowing what horror fans want and just for inserting these people in here because, you know, as a kid, I'm like, oh, shit, that's the guy that played Jason. Oh, shit, that's the girl that was in Return of Living Dead Night Demons. Oh, shit, that's the guy that was it. Like, I love movies that do that where they purposely cast all these horror familiars. Now, whether the camaraderie on set is all that great or not. Sometimes that doesn't matter to me, man. Sometimes I just like seeing the cameos pop up, man, because as a horror fan, it's very satisfying to see these people just collectively in one horror film that is uh, that's memorable. And this is pretty memorable for me, man, even through its flaws. But Pumpkinhead 2, people, uh, I am watching this online and y'all already know I don't disclose my my plugs and shit like that. But I think y'all can find this. Um, this is not on like Shutter or Hulu, but I'm pretty sure this is on demand. And if it's not on demand, it's uh, I'm pretty sure it's on Tubi. You just might have to scroll for like 17 days just to find it. You got to pick through all the bad horror movies on Tubi to find this shit. But um, people, even if it's not on Tubi, uh, this is if you have it, if you don't, this is the theatrical cut. I'm not sure if there's another cut of this film, but it is nonetheless the theatrical cut of Pumpkinhead 2 blood wings and that's just in case y'all are tuning in with me man and if y'all are tuning in with me y'all are the true tutor reviews mvp so people it's been a long time coming with this one it's been a long time coming since i've done a, a commentary of this nature so y'all gotta bear with me man plus my tolerance is very shitty i really don't i'm, I'm gonna be honest with y'all really quickly man i don't i don't drink anywhere near as much as you know, I used to like sometime last year and early this year. And my tolerance has, you know, I have the tolerance of like a six year old schoolgirl at this point. Um, so y'all, y'all have to bear with me, man. Y'all know what y'all getting into when y'all see this title in toxic commentary. Y'all know what the fuck it is. But I appreciate y'all tuning in, man. But it's neither here nor there, man. Without further ado, people, let's jump right into this commentary, this intoxic commentary for Pumpkinhead 2 blood wings i will hit the play button in three two one almost thought my shit froze for a second a shout out to the mgm lion for being such a great sport all these years i know that lion's probably dead but i i like to still pretend that it's alive and speaking of it's alive i literally was going to do commentary for it's alive um that Larry Cohen movie from back in the day. I had a um a DVD box set with all three movies, and it was on my list months and months and months ago, but I I never got to it. One thing about this score, I will say, uh Score's not bad. It sticks out to me, for sure. But it almost sounds like it belongs in Hey Dude. I don't know if anybody remembers Hey Dude from Nickelodeon. It sounds like it's a Halloween episode of Hey Dude. No, seriously, if y'all have never watched Hey Dude, just at least go on YouTube and look up Hey Dude intro. Oh, and I forgot to mention Soleil... I think her name is pronounced Soleil. Moon Fry is in this movie, and she played Punky Brewster back in the day. Uh, 
don't know how many people were moved by that information, but I know it's some Punky Brewster fans out there. Shout out to KMB for the um, special effects and creature effects. Now, a uh, little fun fact for y'all. One of the things that Jeff Burr actually wanted to do, and I think it's on the Shout Factory version of this movie. Uh, Jeff Burr admits that what he wanted to do was actually put wings on Pumpkinhead in this movie. Now, I don't know how controversial that would have been. But there is a weird, wicked part of my soul that would have loved to see Pumpkinhead with actual wings. It would have fit the title. Would have been a little too on the nose as far as like Blood Wings subtitle, but like putting wings on Pumpkinhead, come on, man. Like, I think if they reboot it, they should put, definitely do that in part three. But I don't know. The moment I said that just now, I thought of when they put a jetpack on Robocop in part three. Farron Woods, 1958. Now here, they did change the backstory of, um, you know, in the first movie, it was Ed Harley's son who gets killed, and then he goes to Miss O.C., sells his soul, and Miss O.C., you know, resurrects Pumpkinhead, and Pumpkinhead's an extension of Ed Harley because his son's, you know, like, you know what I'm saying, but here we've got this deformed boy, Tommy, who almost looks like Jason in part two in, in, in a way. But um, you've got this deformed boy, Tommy, who gets murdered in the worst way possible, man. I fucking hate these kids that murder him, but Tommy is, he turns into Pumpkinhead. And I don't care how old I get, like, even as a kid, I felt so bad for Tommy. Like, he's just in the woods eating this Alpo shit that Miss O.C. made for him. And here come these fucking, you know, it's always these dickhead jocks, man. Greaser jocks at that. Like, who the fuck gets drunk? pulls out bats and knives and just goes to murder a deformed innocent kid i fucking hated i always hated this intro like it's so sad man run forest run and tommy can he, he got some feats on him man he can run i'm a sucker for shots like that where they jump over the camera while it's on the ground Oh Tommy, you could you should have zigged when you should have zagged. For what they did to Tommy, like all these sons of bitches should have went to jail for life. I fucking hate every last one of these dudes, and they get exactly what they deserve when Pumpkinhead comes back. Like when they say the demon of vengeance. That shit is real. I think the demon, you know, the demon vengeance shit is even more enforced in this movie than it is the first one. Because they killed that kid by accident in the in the first movie. And some of the kids didn't deserve to get killed in the first movie, but in this one they all deserve to die. I'm sorry.
And they're just cheering them on like, yeah, stick them. Sons of bitches. I hate the way his fucking greased ass hair almost looks like it wants to curl upward. Fake ass Ace Ventura. Yeah, fuck out of here. You were doing your best Ace Ventura impression, you son of... God, I hate those motherfuckers. I'm glad they we didn't spend too much time with those motherfuckers. I'm glad. You know, all I ever wanted to do when I was growing up was to get away from this town. You told me 20 years ago that I'd give up the 5th Precinct in New York City for the old Farron Woods Sheriff. type of tuck everlasting narration is this shit? Oh, no, he's talking to his wife, but it sounded like ever since I was a little boy... People haven't gotten tired of listening to my voice. How about that? But Andrew Robinson, ladies and gentlemen, who looks exactly like one of my elementary school teachers who was a woman. I'm not that's I'ma just leave it at that. I'm really gonna leave it at that. I'm not even gonna elaborate on that shit. Now in in a lot of scenes. More than I thought. I actually like the woman that plays the wife here. Let me see this actress's name one time. I like her a lot. All that's behind us now. This is our new home. This is where we make our life together. You know, I don't think our daughter quite sees it that way. Could you please just talk to her? Our daughter and I don't talk. We debate, remember? She is. Type of parenting. Karen Kay, who plays Beth Braddock here, that's her name. J. Trevor Edmond, who can't stay the fuck out of trouble. You would think, now what, when did this movie come out? Pumpkinhead 2 came out in uh, 94, was it? Let me look at this here. 1994, yep. And, um... Damn, the release date was actually yesterday, 1994. And I, I, you know what? Happy belated to Pumpkinhead 2. But, um, you know, just a year prior, J. Trevor Edmond was in Return of Living Dead 3. Great underrated fucking movie. Y'all can check out my commentary if y'all want. Um, at your own risk, because that was when I started the podcast. I was no, I was not seasoned at all. But, um, you know, a year prior, he's resurrecting his dead girlfriend and causing a chain reaction of the dead and shit. And now you're resurrecting the demon of vengeance. Then you got Amy Dolan's and, uh, you know, Punky. But you listen. Sick burn, new girl. Listen, man. I'm gonna tell you, motherfuckers, right now. When you're t- when when the when the when the coolest kids in school are Kurt from Return Living Dead Three. Punky Brewster. Fucking Dirk from Urban Legend. And Hill Harper. No just to Hill Harper. I like Hill Harper a lot. And I I, I can appreciate how far his career has come. Um, plus he was one of the first controversial token black guys who was dating a white girl in, in a horror movie. 
it's common as shit now, but back in the day, they were like, what? The black guy's dating Punky Brewster? My God. But uh, if these are the coolest kids in 94, then I, like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not going to lie. I did think they were cool back in the day when I was a kid. I was like, oh, my God, they're smoking joint. Fucking joint. Joe Unger, man. I love this actor. I love this actor. Joe Unger, he just always seems irritated. Sheriff Longbow never raised prices. Ross, go up, Slick. Sheriff Braddock's got nothing to do with that. I liked it better before. Don't call me Slick. I didn't like it in high school, and I still don't like it. Name's Ernst. Ernst. Not Ernest, but Ernst. I'm very Ernst about what I just said to you just now. Yeah, because you turned out to be so cool, right, Judge? I wish I could take credit for that, Judge. You know, I had a feeling a local fellow like you was going to be the right man for this job. This whole town's corrupt, honestly. You seem like a man that wants to make things work. This is definitely one of those movies where... um, the towns got and and they don't really play on it the way that they could nowadays but we definitely understand that the towns got a dark history um the townspeople are part of it you know some of your main players in this town are part of it Gloria Hendry is this actress who plays Delilah, and she, listen, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's Pumpkinhead 2, you shouldn't take it seriously. I want every actor to take (laughs) movies seriously, you know, unless you're in Sharknado or some shit like that, but um, Gloria Hendry is acting her ass off in a lot of these scenes, man. Like, when the murders start happening. Sheriff, Mayor. Ma'am. Hello, Mayor. Good to see you. Well, I ain't got time for greetings. Marie, you got my guitar. Watch your mouth, bro. I'd hate to see her wind up with the wrong crowd. Yeah, because that's not what all rapists say. You have a good day, mother uh, or mayor. That's exactly what I would have said. I would have been an asshole in this town, people. I'm telling you. Yeah, let's get drunk and go to an abandoned mine shaft where there's no fucking, you know. No risk at all. Some say they fell straight to hell. You can still hear them screaming on the full moon. Don't listen to her. She's a sucker for all that supernatural bullshit. I feel like this role for her was the reason that she was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch at some point. I swing across, you give me a kiss? No. What? It's me. Oh! Daddy! Wow! 
Listen, let me tell y'all something. Um, nowadays, I'll get drunk and want to do commentary. Or I want to stay to myself for the most part. Um, and even back in the day, I didn't want it. Like, I didn't drink when I was, like, in school and shit like that. But when I was drinking in my 20s, I don't want to drink and look for danger. I don't want to drink and become an adrenaline junkie. Like, I don't understand these movie people. Yes, sir. Well, then you should know more than anybody that these no trespassing signs are. Now go hold y'all. J. Trevor Edmond looks just like a Caucasian version of my uncle. Well, let's say we uh, pack up our gear and get our little asses out of here, huh? Come on, Jenny. I'll drive you home. Uh, no, he's, he's right, Jen. Alright. First of all, y'all weren't even synchronized. Y'all didn't even practice that shit. And you flip the you flip the sheriff off when he's not looking. Paulie was a bitch anyway. No disrespect to the actor. I'm talking about the character. I'm always talking about the characters, people. Paulie, I liked him a lot more when he was in... Um, wait, let me make sure this was the guy that played Dirk in uh, Urban Legends Final Cut. Because I liked him a lot. He was a, he was a film geek. Let's make sure it was him. Alexander Polinsky. Was that him? Oh, shit. No, that was not him. Can't we do better? Your mother's very concerned. Are you gonna break her heart like you did that? God damn, that wasn't him. That's he was in Krampus though. All right, let me see who who the hell was that that played Dirk in Urban I'm Legend? Promise me that you're not gonna hang out with those kids anymore. Jenny, you hear me? Of course not. She's a fucking sp she is a fucking spoiled brat in everything she's in. She's a spoiled brat in Children of the Night. Not necessarily, but she's she's a little bratty. She's a fucking spoiled rich girl in ticks. You know, she's dating um Romeo. Like, goddamn. Then she's sneaking out at night after having that, you know, that talk from her dad. Listen, my daughter will be grounded for the rest of her life. Oh, Michael Bacall was the one that played Dirk in um Urban Legends Final Cut. When was this ever fun? Like to turn your headlights off full speed? Yep, see? Fuck around and find out. <laughs> Made Miss O.C. tuck and roll one time. Now, Miss O.C., she's a G because she's got to be like a million years old. Sorry, 
she? Clara, does anybody know who she is? She's nobody. Look, she's just some crazy lady who lives in Clarence Hollow, all right? Some folks say she's a witch. Oh, all right, man. We get it. You're into the craft and Minol. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Relax. And I actually would have liked the chick that played Punky Brewster in the craft. No, no, wait a second, Dan. We don't know that. Does anybody know where she lives? Look, Jen, it doesn't... No, you look. A hit and run is serious shit. Now, where does she live, Danny? You gotta like how the only black guy there was nodding his head when she said a hit, a hit and run serious shit. He's like, yeah. And I got warrants, motherfuckers. I can't afford this shit. Be careful, but I'm not going to support your fall at all. Let's go to the cabin in the woods. But they, I mean, listen. <clears throat> they hit Miss O.C. You know, she did the superhero landing and shit like that. But, um... They go to make sure she she went home and she's okay afterwards. They did do the right thing, but they fuck it up immediately when they start snooping around inside of her cabin. Touching shit, lighting candles, looking at blood, reading, you know, what does Marcy say at some point? This is a book. This is a page from the Book of Shadows. It's like, sit the, like, come on, man. Y'all bought everything that's about to happen for the rest of the movie. Look, she came right in lighting, lighting candles. Look how fascinated Marcy is with everything. She's like, oh my god, these are Yankee candles? Stuff is way beyond Ouija boards. Ouija boards. Now, don't get me wrong, y'all. I I went through my phase where I was into like emo goth girls. But uh, like girls that fuck around with Ouija. Like I was never into chicks that fucked around with Ouija boards. At least t- to my knowledge, they didn't. The ones that I used to mess around with. Like they, I like the Ouija boards and witchcrafts and blood oaths and all that type shit. I wasn't into that. Now, was that a label on there, or what? Did he... He just smelled it. This is great. We've got a spell to bring back the dead. we got some cursed blood. What are you talking about? What I'm talking about is some real danger minute. Some real excitement. Whatever that old witch has got buried out there, she wants to bring back the life. Let's help her out. Yeah, Polly. <laughs> nope. You guys, this is serious shit. Danny, I wouldn't fuck with it if I were you. And proceeds to fuck with it. They all bought it because they all stuck around for it. As soon as I'd have been like, "Wait, blood of the what?" Okay, I'm out. <laughs> Miss O.C. crept up, looking like Raiden's grandma. Her eyes are just completely blacked out. Like that shit is so creepy. Miss O.C. used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. 
Biscuits, you more than you know, boy. You call him boy. Um, uh, we, we were just worried that you might be hurt. You know, the, the accident. <laughs> Miss O.C.'s like, I don't give a fuck what y'all talking about. If y'all don't get the fuck up out of my crib. Miss O.C. not sure I hear none of it. Tried to sidestep Miss O.C. He tried to juke Miss O.C. Uh, this, um, you know, this movie, in comparison to Return of the Living Dead 3, J. Trevor Edmund is completely unlikable in this movie, man. He is, Danny is a bitch. But as Kurt in Return of the Living Dead 3, you kind of feel for him. That part used to give me nightmares, for real. The way that um, Pumpkinhead echoes like that, but the fact that she's she's not wailing it, but she's almost chanting it, where she's like, you will die. I'm like, oh my god, man. It's one of the scary, like, this movie's not necessarily scary to me, but that is hands down one of the scariest fucking moments in the entire movie, and Pumpkinhead's not even on screen. They really sat there. Okay, so, like, these kids deserved it. They deserved it, man. They did, like, come on, man. You, 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 you beat the old lady the fuck up. He was already breaking and entering. But you beat her the fuck up. You, you took the time out to dig up shit in her yard. Is this considered desecration? I don't know, man. I got a lot of questions. It's Jason Voorhees. Oh, that, now when the, when the when the spoken word and the blood start get, you know breaking out, then you ain't you know you too good for it. All of a sudden, she went right back to her character in ticks. She's like, oh my god, this is so beneath me. I wish they made Danny and Marcy brother uh, brother and sister in this uh, movie. They tell Paulie to shut up simultaneously more than once. Now why would he touch that shit? You think? 
<laughs> what it, now what were they going to do if they resurrected you know uh tommy or Pumpkinhead that night was it just gonna be like yeah so uh we are the ones that brought you back and welcome to the world we know it's been a long time since 58 Sound off. on Pumpkinhead, man. That's one thing I've always loved about the character. Um, <clears throat> it's something about Talons, man. Talons just make me feel like, oh my god, if they scratch you or nick you, it's gonna be even worse. Like, it makes me think of Demons, 1985. It makes me think of, um, Demon Knight. Like, Talons are just... Okay, but who did your ADR? This is an outside windowsill. These marks are all over the place. From the looks of them, something was trying to claw its way in. I'm just not sure whether it was trying to help her or to kill her. Take it to the lab and give it to the I lab. I love that shot Thanks, of that, like, yeah. skeleton that's in, you know, Miss O.C.'s yard. Or whatever the hell it was. Just having some fun. Danny, she's in the hospital. You saw that fire. There's nothing we could have done. Well, shut up. Just drop it, all right? Danny. But what? Hey, look. Everybody's gonna keep their mouth shut. Nobody's gonna get wise. You got it? Just chill, all right? <laughs> he had a, uh, he had a Barry moment from I Know What You Did Last Summer. We take this to our grave. Let me hear it. And then Ray's just all acting like a bitch while his girlfriend's getting choked and chumped. He's like, look, let her go, Barry. Yeah, I'd never heard anyone, but I'll just beat the fuck out of a woman that's a million years old. Now here go here comes Ernst <laughs> walking up with that fucking shotgun. <laughs> so what's with the gun? Well, country. Ernst walked in there with his shotgun like he, yo, somebody owed that motherfucking buddy. Is that problem? Nothing no law can handle. Because now that that old witch is riled up. Slayton. There were kids up there? I was out walking in the woods. 
I see this red car, convertible, fast kids rumbling by. You gonna give me my money back or not? I need my 275. Plus tax and shit. I ain't no hunter no more. I'm the hunted. Cause it's back. And ain't none of us safe if he gets what he come for. <laughs> I love Ernst, man, but don't come in here dropping fortune cookie knowledge and then just walk the fuck off. Won't you ask the judge or the mayor? They the smart ones. I'm just a dumb old farmer, right? You said it. I didn't, nigga. I'm just a dumb old farmer, right? I'd be like, first of all, you can do the self-pity shit all you want to. I just want to know what monster is in town. It is. I just wouldn't have got it in red. It's pretty obnoxious. Hey, it was Clifford. Big red one. I'm not gonna hold y'all, man. Um, it's funny because I made that <laughs> that corny ass joke just now, but studying. His dad should be like, "Nigga, you ain't been to school in the last six months." <laughs> but um, you know, I made that corny joke about Clifford the big red dog. Danny's got a red car. Um, and Clifford the Big Red Dog. I don't know if anybody listening to this has seen that movie. That movie was actually way better than it should have been. I watched it with my daughter um, when it started streaming, man. And I had a lot of fun with her watching that movie. And I, I was never like a Clifford the Big Red Dog type of person. But, you know, me and my daughter watching that movie, it was it was really, it was pretty solid, man. Because for a big CG dog, you know, I, I was just saying I'm a practical over CG guy, but a big CG dog, it moved and behaved like a real dog. <laughs> Push the shit out of his son. They got a petty relationship. And I like people that smoke those brown cigarettes. Like my grandmother, God rest her soul, used to smoke those brown cigarettes. But those like those cigarettes are different. Poor Ernst. And I like that they kind of kept um, <clears throat> what they did with the first movie where whenever Pumpkinhead pops up, all of a sudden there's a fucking Geostorm. 
you know, the wind starts blowing everything, you know, three waves from Sunday, lightning flashes happen, you know, it's almost like light, it's not like lightning, it's more like strobe light effects, but I like that they kept that going, because you know when Pumpkinhead's coming, apparently him and Mother Nature are in cahoots. Boy, <clears throat> just got fucking roadkill hanging up everywhere. I love that shot before Pumpkinhead actually pops up when you see him like kind of like clawing at the air like that. Talk about some come on Satan and got gripped the fuck up right away. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> now what's this? Now was this uh Jeff Burr's Texas Chainsaw reference with um Joe Unger on the hook? God damn. Leg, leg, arm, head. God damn. Oof, that always bothered me that the hand was moving when the uh when, when that when that arm got severed like that. Jesus. Ernst got fucked up. And it's like you know, you realize later on in the movie the twist as to why these these people are targeted and getting murdered by Pumpkinhead. You sure you're ready for this? But um you know, we'll we'll get there when we get there, people. But um, God damn, took his head and limbs. Oh, Jesus, man! She left Ernst with a stump. Come on now, uh, it's Manhattan. Now I've never been, but Jason's been there, so I disagree. Whether he was in there five minutes or not. Lawrence, you've been bitching about them coming down from the hills. Coaching his chickens. Well, it's hard to tell much of anything until I take him back to the lab. Or what's left of him. <laughs> what you got? Either an unusual blood splatter. All right, man, like, she's a fucking, what, town doctor and coroner, whatever, and he's a sheriff, brand new sheriff, and now y'all are all of a sudden fucking CSI, you know, detective agents and shit. Just hold down there, Judge. The last thing I need is a trigger-happy posse who thinks everything that moves is a wildcat. Ernst talked about something coming back for revenge. Well, I don't mean to speak ill of the dead. But old Ernst, he's just a scared old boy. With a 
head full of rats. And his head's across the fucking room. God damn, you disrespectful bastard. Now, how did Pumpkinhead get all the way the fuck up there? You're not that tall. How do you get? Th- how do you get three claw marks up there? Like, stop doing. St- like, stop. All Orange took one hell of a ride. Severed limbs, lacerated quads, crushed thorax. First of all, if I'm the town sheriff, I'd be like, why the fuck did you bring this file to my crib while me and my family are about to eat Dindin? I don't want to hear about this shit. We about to eat beef stroganoff for dinner, and I don't want to hear about Ernst. So whatever killed Ernst was also at Miss Osi's place. Come on, Jenny. That's Egyptian porcelain. Fuck is wrong. Even the moms look like, what the fuck is wrong with her? We just bought these plates. She's like, oh, I just broke these plates, but I got to answer this call. Might be the party line. Did he just call her doll? I'll be right there. Look, I gotta go. Uh, I'll see you after school tomorrow, okay? Sure, you don't want to come over later and tuck you in? No, at least not tonight. fuck is she listening to around say it's pumpkin head pumpkin now normally i would i would do the look towards the invisible camera because i hate when they say the name of the movie in the movie but you can't get around it it's a titular character creature feature what it say if you've been wronged Mm -hmm. you can conjure pumpkin head to exact revenge in your name if you do, you'd be down for all eternity. <laughs> what what'd they say? Bars. Let's get it. Bolted doors. Look how they set the camera up. And windows to let you know he was dead serious. Dogs prowling in the yard. Won't protect you in your bed. Nothing will. From pumpkin. <laughs> They should have kept the camera zooming in. And that shit should have just hit his forehead on some scary movie shit. Because it's like, we get it, man. We know what the fucking, what Pumpkin, listen. Pumpkinhead, if I'm not mistaken, was based off of a, um, a poem or something like that. I I really can't remember exactly what it was. Don't quote me on that. People, you would have to go back and listen to my bolted doors and windows barred. I did a lot of research for that episode. Um, and I hope I don't sound like a complete asshole in that episode. I've never went back and listened to it, but maybe I will. Well, at least, uh, J. Trevor Edmonds having sex with a girl that's actually alive in this movie. 
I mean, I know it's a dream sequence, but he was having sex with a, a dead girl in Return of the Dead 3. Look how fucking big Pumpkinhead is, man. I'd have been screaming just like that. <laughs> it's like, yo, he's fucking huge, man. And the fact that they whited his eyes out completely, they slightly, not slightly, but they did change the design for Pumpkinhead in this movie uh, from the first one. And I'm not going to lie to y'all, man. I love this look of Pumpkinhead way better than the first one. Now, who would have thought Trash from Return of the Living Dead would be sitting up there riding Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 like a cowboy? Awesome. Horror royalty at its finest. Now, I wonder, like, you know, you got Return of the Living Dead, uh, Night of the Demons, Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, amongst other horror movies Linnea Quigley was in. But you got R.A. Mihailov who's in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, what would their, like, horror movie love child turn out to be? That's a question. Manji, they were fucking for two minutes. He's like, ah, my wife don't even know what to do. She used to me last in one minute as opposed to two. I love that shot. The pumpkin just smashing like that. The music that's playing in the background made this scene pretty sad. I'm not going to lie. Even though... Woo! He, he said, then I will break you. And then the way the blood just falls out of his mouth like that when he throws him through the, through the barn... Linnea Quigley, ladies and gentlemen, scream queen for the century. But um, he fucking broke R. A. Mihailov over his knee. You know, pre the Dark Knight Rises. He said, "I will show you where I made my home while preparing for justice." Wings. That's what it is, you know. Blood wings. 
Yeah, I, I looked at the imaginary camera. Because it's like, come on, man. You ain't got to fucking say the subtitle in the shit. We know it's Blood Wings. Motherfucker. She ran out of there because she saw the script for Pumpkinhead 3. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. I don't like to laugh like hard at my own jokes, but she literally ran out of there because she saw the script for Pumpkinhead 3. She's like, what? Oh, okay. God damn. Do y'all, do y'all have to be so theatrical? It's not even. It's not even Andrew Robinson. It's her. Sort of All right. Okay. Well, it's everybody. She said a demon. I'd be like, well, how often during the week do you talk about demons? God damn it. We're here with the judge. He told us to bring all our shotguns and hold them out here like we're cool and shit so we can get some ass. I like that flyer in the background that says support your local police when the fucking townspeople can't even solve these murders. <laughs> God damn, man. Monster movies, you know, slasher movies are one thing, but monster movies definitely have the worst cops and police force overall. think they forgot what movie they were in motherfuckers thought they was in a few good men or some shit just now <laughs> damn danny he's like what's the matter you don't want to lose your virginity in my drop top cruising the streets I do like Amy Dolan's. I, I like her as like as a hard like as a genre character a lot. I like her a lot, man. And I like J. Trevor Edmund, even in the roles where I don't like him. I like him as an actor. Maybe 
Maybe my dad will. She's like, and maybe you need to stop wearing your bangs like this. I don't know what gel you use, but stop it, Danny. Oh, she's not all right. You're going to fucking turn her into a basket case. Let me light a cigarette and put some sunglasses on and look cool. Saw you talking to Jenny. What are you guys talking about? Why are you minding my fucking business? She wants to rat us out, right? Yo, the boots on these characters are very interesting <laughs> because Pete and and Marcy have some interesting boots on. There's some files on his desk. They probably work better on Marcy than they do on Pete, but who's, who's keeping score? Seems she got into some pretty bad trouble at old school. She and some friends stole a teacher's car. Got caught. Funny thing, though. Jenny was the only one who wasn't chubby. Duh. She her old man, Danny. So her old man pulled a few strings and got her out of a bad scene. That doesn't mean she squealed on anybody. Something else. Heard all the talk, Danny. All that stuff about Pumpkinhead. Hmm? Yeah, so. Danny. What is that body we dug up? What if it? What, 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 what if it was Pumpkinhead? <laughs> what if we brought him back to life and he's out there killing people? What if he is? What if he comes after us? Jesus, you guys are pathetic. How do you know we didn't do something out there? That was some pretty bad shit we were messing with, Danny. <laughs> Blue smoke all in her fucking face. We'll take you out there and show you that no monster crawled out of that box. And then maybe you'll leave me the fuck alone. Sure. Yeah, he's super cool. <laughs> I love how he's just fucking... He put those sunglasses on, he hit the cigarette, and then they played that meow, meow, meow. Like he's supposed to be the cool, the baddest motherfucker this side of the Northern Hemisphere. I'm sorry I laughed, but it's like, damn. Like, come on, man. That's a that's a stretch. Yo, I'm not gonna hold y'all, uh, people, to the reviewers, listeners, lovers, supporters out there. Um, I literally saw something in my newsfeed just now that says Star Wars actor Adam Driver is rumored to play Reed Richards in upcoming Fantastic Four. Yo. Um. Strangely enough, after seeing him in the... I know a lot of people don't like the Star Wars movies. I don't give a fuck. Um, but the Star Wars movies and... Shit like the dead don't die. Just his awkward type of display of acting. I would take him as Reed Richards. 
but you know, who am I, man? Like, I'm I'm the person that I like um Ian Garofalo, whatever the hell his name was in the original two Fantastic Four movies. I liked him as Reed Richards. I would love to see him back in a multiverse situation, but I also was was one of those people. I liked Miles Teller as Reed Richards. They just didn't give him shit to do and gave him a terrible script and um, overall just terrible execution as far as the movie goes. But I think the Fantastic Four movie will be interesting to watch. I heard that the movie takes place, majority of it takes place in space. Because they, you know, we're not going to see an origin story. We've already seen it, so I'm cool with that. He made friends. Did everybody have a fucking slick back except Tommy in 1958? Tommy was just a little boy, like me. Grateful that I'd saved his life. We moved away shortly after that. I never saw him again. Until this one time, I was drunk at the gas station, and he wanted me to buy him a pack of Marlboro menthols. He hung himself. No, he didn't. I don't get it. Why would a retired postman keep hidden under lock and key clippings about a deformed boy? You know why. You know. You know what's up. <laughs> you know what you know what's going on, lady. You know your husband should know what you know. I need to see the coroner's report. I can get them, but it'll take some time. Do it. Now what's so important? I did an analysis of the blood out in Red Byers place. She reminds me of Starletta Dupois. I've never seen blood like this before. I know it sounds crazy, but whatever's out there doing the killing. It's unlike any life I know. God. It's some kind of... Monster? You think it's the legend, hmm? Pumpkinhead? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I don't know what it is. All I know is, it's not an animal. It's not human. So what is it? It's Chud. Cannibalistic human... Whatever the fuck that shit stood for. Chud is, a, is actually a... I want to say Chud is an underrated oh. movie, man. This is fucking slow burn for sure, but um, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I actually like the movie Chud a lot. Daniel Stern's in there. John Hurd, rest in peace. Shout out to John Hurd. He was uh, Peter McAllister from Home Alone, but I, I like Chud a lot, man. I think it's due for a reboot, but I I like that first movie. A lot of folks do. A lot of tourists, if you know what I mean. No, I can't say that I do. Well, let me put it this way. The Loch Ness Monster, the Abominable Snowman, Bigfoot, that stuff is big business. The way I see it, this thing could put us on the map. Now, I got a couple of guys from the National Enquirer all set to come down here. People have died here, you know. You do know that, don't you? Whoa, watch your mouth, bruh. Well, so is the budget of this here town. You get my drift? If you'll excuse me. I want that creature, Braddock. Dead or alive, I want it. All right, kids, let's take a look at the creature. Shut up. Just go. He's like, dead or alive, I mullet. I mean. Oh, man. Oh, man. I told you you shouldn't have done it, Danny. I told you. Would you shut up, Paulie? It means nothing. Nothing. The body's gone, Danny. The spell worked, man. Christ. 
realized before. You cannot raise the dead. Until that's whatever used to be buried down there. We've done nothing. Would you guys get a grip? I knew this would happen. I told you. Guys, we gotta tell somebody. You're keeping your mouth shut. There is a good explanation for all of this. Until we find out what it is, we're sticking together. We'll all get together tonight at my place. You guys keep your mouth shut. You got it. Now, whereas before it was, um, where it was a shot like that. Uh, <laughs> that was funny. He said the damn, he was talking about the chicken. He said the damn cock went limp on me. Ain't the first time. But, um, where it was a shot like that, the first time where, um, the sheriff was in the background and in the forefront was that, like, skeletal figure or whatever it was. Um, this time it was a, like a, you know, cross, a tombstone. Y'all get what the fuck I'm saying. And Kane Hodder, ladies and gentlemen, we got Mr. Fucking Jason Voorhees, Victor Crowley himself, in Pumpkinhead 2. I love it. <laughs> Just threw him out the fucking way. Oh my god. You incestuous sons of bitches. King Hodder's like, hold up, I ain't seen this type of action since 1988 when I fought Laura Park Lincoln. Now here we got this crazy fucking uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken advertiser running around like, what's going on, man? <laughs> they should have just jumped him. Why didn't they jump Pumpkinhead? Oh, the chickens pecked his fucking eyes out. Oh, fuck. Kane Hodder's like, am I really dying like this? I'm Jason, bitch. Ooh, I, I love that fucking shot right there. How you see the shadow just creeping up on the sister like that. They do some really good shots. And I'm sorry, man. I don't give a fuck. They do some really good direction in this movie, man. They really do. For it to be a B-Hard movie, whatever the fuck people want to consider it as. They do some really good stuff here. Because that it, it was like the Nosferatu, you know, Freddy Krueger, New Nightmare I love when you see the shadow creeping up on somebody. Not the monster, but just the shadow. That's ball of shit right there. Maybe 
Whatever it is, made a real mess of the Knotts brothers. I'm gonna need help with the bodies. We have to stop this. Stop what? We don't know what it is, let alone where it's liable to strike next. I don't believe it's killing at random. Ernst, Byers, now the Knotts brothers, they're all somehow tied in together. And the answer's got to be with this. Just figure out what that means. We figure out where it strikes next. We get there first. God help us. Kill. Whatever it is. You ain't about that life, ho. I'm sorry, but Andrew, Andrew Robinson is like, he is not a forceful sheriff. He is no, like, had you casted Bo Star and he would have been like a Ben Meeker type of sheriff, I'd have been like, oh, shit, I believe you're going to take down Pumpkinhead with your bare hands, but nah. And a woman born of mortal flesh. When a woman was suspected of having intercourse. <laughs> he turned the tape recorder off and was like, oh, shit. Uh, uh, sorry, honey. I was recording Real Sex 28. This is Jenny's sweater. She was wearing it the other night. It smells like smoke. It's because she's smoking that shit. The fuck you mean? She's a teenage girl. All over again, she does this to us. All over again. Sean? Sean? The coroner's report just came in on Tommy. According to this, Thomas Parnell supposedly hung himself in this area. Why supposedly? I just don't buy it. He couldn't have done this to himself. The contusions, they happened over a period of several minutes. It came from all sides of the body. This is more consistent with a bludgeoning than a hanging. So, it's murder. Brutally. And somebody tried to cover it up. But Tommy was an orphan. Now, there's nothing in these records that indicates the county buried him in a pauper's grave. That's because his body was claimed. And guess by whom? Old woman Elsie claimed Thomas Parnell's body, but they weren't even related. She buried him in that cemetery near her place and tended the grave lovely ever since. What she was his guardian angel. What's going on? What happened, Lester? It's 819, I'll make the call. Oh. And you know what? I'm I'm not gonna hold y'all. <coughs> Excuse me, people. This shit always bothered me. You know, they the fact that they play this fucking uh Heaven Help Us, Melinda Clark ass music. It's funny I made the Melinda Clark reference because J. Trevor Edmund was in Return of the Dead 3 with Melinda Clark, but no, that's sad ass music where it's just like, oh, everything's gonna be okay. She went to heaven. No, she's in hell talking about fucking pumpkin head. That's why I said this woman is acting her ass off. Not Miss Osi. But the but the other actress. The one who pulled you from the fire? Who pulled you from the fire, was he? No, I'm not gonna lie. Seeing somebody flatline and then sit the fuck up like that. This is a nightmare. She's dead. Before I died, I was the guardian of his soul. Tommy's soul. Why you couldn't tell us all... Well, you know what? She was in, like, a coma or some shit like that, right? I was about to be rude and say, Why you couldn't tell us this when you were alive? So I'm not gonna do that. 
his papa was the one you called Pumpkinhead. Oh yeah? Gangbangs, uh, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. Let me not take it to even darker territories than we have already been through, ladies and gentlemen. Not gonna do that. She's like, here, take this talisman that I got from DJ Khaled. And it actually, yeah, it actually ends up being a very good use. And Miss Osi's like, yup. <laughs> the geo storm is approaching. I love the way she looked out that window like that. She like, yup, y'all know what it is. My boy about to start wrecking shit. <laughs> Miss OC, man. And meanwhile, Pumpkinhead's tripping out. He's like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, I didn't even cause this shit. But it's a weird turn of events because, like, Pumpkinhead, he, he knows he wasn't stalking anybody, but the strobe light effect in the sky is going off and Miss O.C.'s dying. He's He probably feels that. He's like, oh, my God. Like, Pumpkinhead was probably, like, my protector. Like, he probably felt that just as much as she felt him. When he got killed in uh, 58, and he's like, yo, my protector, Miss Osi's, she's gone. She's dying. So now I really need to wreck shop on these niggas for the rest of the movie. The third act, I feel like, has has it commenced officially? The Red Wings. It's an auto club. We're cruising, hanging out together. We got here. He said it like he always wanted to be a part of that shit. Burns Heller. Mm -hmm. The Knox Brothers. Mm -hmm. Who's number six? Merle Dixon. Yep. It's Judge Dixon. Piece of shit. It's gonna kill the judge next. Rightfully so. Let's go. And let's fucking... Let, let's kill him bad. I wish they would have showed that death scene where he squeezed fucking... Whew. God damn. Because the judge... Now, people, the twist revealed. All the motherfuckers that Pumpkinhead has been killing has been the Red Wings team. And... What? If that's what you got, you got protection, honey. She's like, yeah, I've got the forty caliber automatic. Sorry. <laughs> Isn't that what Austin Powers said? But she's like, did you use protection? He's like, of course, I had a forty caliber automatic. Did you use a condom? He's like, I shagged her rotten, baby. Yeah. Sorcerer milk, table too. Wow. 
God damn, Austin Powers. That is another trilogy I would love to do commentary for. If anybody wants to hear me do commentary for the Austin Powers trilogy, please let me know. DM on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. And he done threw her on threw her under the bus and gave her the Red Wings jacket. Hey, this is supposed to be a party. You guys are dead with the shit. Look, man, forget about the party. We need to talk. Talk. That old woman? That witch? Danny, she died. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but the woman was old. She didn't die of old age, Danny. She what, Paul? <laughs> no. What do I know? Paul Drostich, and you know. It was an accident. Maybe if you hadn't hit her, she could have gotten out faster. <laughs> the fire wouldn't have happened at all. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yo, Danny's getting pissed off. I saw you do it, Danny. Oh, my God. I saw you. You killed that old woman. He's lying, Jen. No, you're lying. He's like, what? You're supposed to be on my side. You my girlfriend. It's like everybody's against each other. Damn. <laughs> Why they do that slow motion drop? <laughs> He's like, oh, I got hit in the nose. Danny pulled that burner out. Let's get it. make a difference first of all danny's the barrel of that gun was the size of a fucking hockey stick for one two what makes you think he's gonna listen to you but danny pulled the gun out i love how he's shaking and he's just drinking that you know that that, that glass of liquor like that but I love how Danny pretty much has become that guy. Um, I can't remember his name, but the guy from the first movie who had the shotgun. And he was like taking charge, like, you're not going to leave here and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And my brother is a bitch and I'm going to take charge of this whole situation. He's become the antagonist, uh, it's, it's, you know, the the sub antagonist compared to Pumpkinhead, for real, for real. like god damn this gun might work against this fucking monster <laughs> it's like hey no squibs no bullet wound no nothing 
Yeah. Pumpkinhead loves bitch slapping people throughout this entire movie, whether it be through a window, whether it be against the wall, till the sweat drop down these bottles. I do love this moment um, where he's like kind of dazed. The judge is kind of dazed, and he's looking at Pumpkinhead, and he kind of sees the, the, you know, he sees the flashback images of Tommy, and he knows, he knows before he dies, he knows who's about to kill him. I love this shit. how big his fucking hand is god damn oh i wish they would have showed that death scene what the fuck was that nobody move i got this big ass gun that looks like an elephant trunk at the bottom of it That barrel of that gun is like the fucking. It's like when Jack Nicholson pulled that fucking. <laughs> he pulled that fucking gun out of his pants to shoot down the Batwing. <laughs> oh my god! Listen. He's gonna kill us because of that old witch. First of all, y'all don't have no life expectancy at all. It's like, yeah, we're gonna die. Oh my god, we're gonna die. Oh my god, he's gonna kill us. Oh my god, we're gonna die. It's like, motherfucker, we not listen. The whole time y'all doing that bullshit, I'm going. Now see, see. Now it's on. Yep. On and popping. Yep. Let's let's get to it. I love how Danny was like, split up! I don't want to get killed with you motherfuckers! Plus you're black! Fuck. Something about these angles I like. Like the under, you know, the under angles of pumpkin head and you know the, the 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 victims running. I like this shit. First of all, he was running way too fast. His girlfriend couldn't keep up, and then he fucking left her. He fucking left her. Oh my god. Marcy should have got the fuck up. Oh fuck. 
Oh no. And impaled them together while Pete was grabbing Marcy's ass. Even in death, they still making out. That death used to make me sad. It was always funny as shit, but it made me sad that he impaled those two together. And it's like, even in death, you two are still in each other's face, still making out. His hand was on her ass. God damn it, man. Now, people, this is where, um, the movie, not just yet, but towards the end of this thing, it really takes a third, uh, it takes a third act, it really takes a, um, a swan dive in the third act for me. Oh, shit, they're like, oh, shit, nigga, you tall as fuck. No headshots whatsoever. Yep, don't reload. Don't reload. This this is happening. Yep. <laughs> yep, this is when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> don't get scared now. He was screaming like a bitch. Oof. Oh. Oh my god. Pumpkinhead's like, where are you going? He said, I hear something. Sound like a creature or Pumpkin had like the fuck is you talking about, bitch? Like, don't try to soften me up, nigga. Oh, I always hated that. This is where we soften up our fucking movie monsters, people. We've done it with Michael Myers. We've done it with Jason Voorhees. We've done it with Freddy Krueger. We've done it with Pinhead. We've done it with Leatherface. And we've done it with Pumpkinhead. I hate that we do this shit. This is one of the moments where it's like, oh my god, are we fucking serious right now? He said, please. Like, come on, man. Pump, what was Pumpkinhead gonna become like the town pet or some shit? Like, come on, man. Like, come on with this. Like, stop. This this moment. Then we make we make it sad to see him go. Now I'm not gonna lie. I was sad to see Michael Myers. Now, I'm not gonna spoil Halloween ends for anybody. 
Um, if you want the spoiler review, tune into uh, Bumpin' the Night Podcast 1428, and uh, you can definitely tune into RNZ Live with me and Johnny Zuko from Bumpin' the Night Podcast 1428. Um, if you want Halloween Ends spoilers, or you can tune into my Halloween Ends commentary for spoilers, but fuck are y'all doing, man? Like, come on, man. He said, <laughs> I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. I'm not sure I laugh, but it's like, why the, why the fuck would y'all make this shit sympathetic? It's supposed to be like, yo, we killed the monster. It's not supposed to be like, yo, we killed the monster, but were we, were we supposed to? Like, I don't, God damn, man. Like, this is one of the examples where we make our movie monster sympathetic and it works against the entire movie and the entire, not the entire franchise, but against the entire movie. Mom, tell me about Tommy. Have you saved him when you were a kid? He didn't kill me. He trusted you. I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry I didn't believe you, Dad, and that I caused all this bullshit that almost got us and the entire town killed when we moved in here two months ago. I'd have been like... It's cool, baby girl. Listen, I'm telling y'all, I would have told my daughter, you're grounded for the rest of your fucking life. I don't want to be the sheriff anymore. I don't want to live in this town anymore. Because Tommy threw that shit up before he descended to hell. That's why. to start making fan films man i'm just like like come on man i'm just have like tommy tommy threw the fire truck up there when pinhead was hoisting him down fuck out of here man Whew. but you know fair and woods we survived ladies and gentlemen i did not think we would survive uh fair and woods Pumpkinhead 2 uh jeff burr's creation i didn't think we would survive an intoxic commentary i'm not gonna hold y'all because it's been quite some time but um i had a good time with y'all man i had a good time uh hopefully everybody had a good time listening i know i i know i am i know that i am a different type of annoying when i do these intoxic commentaries but the people that actually suggest them and the people that actually listen to them all the way through y'all are y'all are some of the true tutor reviews mvps man but um listen as much as i love this movie I am going to have to give this movie like a... I'll give it a 7 out of 10. And I'll give it a strong 7 out of 10. Um, is this the best writing I've ever you know, uh, seen on screen displayed? No. Is this the best direction? No. But however, one of the things I will go back to that I touched on a lot in the beginning of this episode and I took up a lot of time talking about in this episode is the fact that Jeff Burr is one of those directors that I feel like People need to put a lot more spec on his name as far as a horror genre director. You know, this 
Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Stepfather 2, um, I really want to say he did the offspring, like, let me, really quickly, let me look it up, but while I'm looking it up, <coughs> let me just say this, um, Jeff Byrne knows, <clears throat> he knows exactly what he's doing as far as, um, you know, these, these movies go, and he knows exactly what he's doing as far as, like, casting goes and shit like that, okay, um, okay, so we got, Stepfather 2, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Pumpkin 2. Oh, he did fucking Puppet Master 4 and 5. And he did three episodes of Beetleborgs. First of all, I loved Beetleborgs back in the day. Uh, that was the closest thing I got to Power Rangers and VR Troopers. But um, Puppet Master 4 and 5, I can respect Jeff Burr for those because, again, continuity is where it exists for me in horror franchises i love me some continuity and puppet master four and five i'm pretty sure they shot those back to back um yeah because uh one came out in 93 one came out in 94 but those are the ones that had gordon curry and the chick that played his girlfriend and the puppets were fighting those you know interdimensional puppets and aliens or monsters whatever the fuck was going on in those movies but i used to rent those a lot so I, I definitely respect Jeff Burr as a, as a genre director, man. He's tried some things. He's jumped into franchises where, you know, they were well-established at that time, whether they were three movies in, whether they were two movies in. He's jumped into these franchises, man, and there's not a lot of people out there that can do that type of shit, man. So big shout-out to Jeff Burr and also the writers, uh, Constantine and Ivan Shakornia. Sh Sh I, I hope I'm saying those uh, right. Y'all know I suck at these last things. But, you know, big shout out to Andrew Robinson and Amy Dolenz and Soleil Moon Fryer and uh, J. Trevor Edmond, Hill Harper, Alexander Perlinsky and Mark McCracken, who I didn't mention much that played Pumpkinhead in this movie. Big shout out to him because he did a fantastic job. I don't know if that guy is that fucking tall. I don't know if they put stilts on that motherfucker while they were filming this movie, but he is amazing as a movie monster. And if that guy is still around... I would not mind if they brought him back for a fucking pumpkin head, like, uh, you know, direct sequel or reboot, whatever the case may be. And, um, you know, shout out to everybody else that was involved in the making of this movie, man. Shout out to the cameos too, Kane Hodder and, uh, Linnea Quigley, Ari Mahaloff and Joe Unger. I appreciate all the horror cameos in this movie, man. Uh, this, this movie is so near and dear to my heart, man. You know, everybody can talk about how bad it is and how many flaws it has, but I always have a great time watching this movie. And um, it's the last great Pumpkinhead movie we ever got because three is fucking utter garbage. Four, I won't even watch because I know it's trash. Um, and I'm going to be real with y'all. I like this better than part one. I like this better than part one. This is number one in, in, in the four movies that they have in this franchise, man. And I'll just end it off with that, people. But... Y'all already know where to go, man. And if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast with Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Podbean, and Podcast Addict. Shout out to Anchor. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, Romero Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. And shout out to the Facebook movie groups, The Horror Virus and movie preview review and last but certainly not least shout out to the two the reviewers the listeners the lovers the supporters out there first of all man um i appreciate y'all if y'all have stuck through this entire intoxic commentary i definitely appreciate y'all man because i don't get to do these often anymore um and that's for very good reason but i felt like this was the one to do it 
because I wanted to do this before and I didn't get a chance to. Now it was either going to be this. Now I'm pretty sure I mentioned a bunch of them. I'm not going to mention a whole plethora of other movies that I didn't mention before. But you know, one thing I do want to do is shout out to two the reviewers, listeners, lovers, supporters out there. Uh, you know, we hit 57k. Uh, listens spins whatever you want to call it but we've recently hit 57.2 and i appreciate y'all man uh i love y'all so near and dearly man and we've definitely you know spooky season is not over man it's not over and we've got a lot more commentary and a lot more content to go i don't know how the trailer reactions are going to go so far but the trailer reactions are probably going to be the only thing to break spooky season uh content as far as but, you know, like, I say that to say this. You know, I did Black Panther, uh, you know, trailer to, uh, trailer reaction this month. And I did Creed trailer reaction this month. That's not horror, but horror, we all know at this point. Horror is the foundation in which the Tudor Reviews podcast is built on. Even though Furious 7 was the first commentary I ever did. But horror, y'all know if I'm doing anything, I'm doing horror content. And if anybody is coming to me to suggest anything, it's horror content, man. So we're going to keep spooky season going all season long and into the next season and into the next year and so on and so forth. But basically what I'm saying, um, you know, to end this intoxic commentary episode of Pumpkinhead 2 Bloodwings, I appreciate y'all, man. I love y'all and uh, we will definitely keep this train rocking and rolling man and thank you guys so much for the support and uh you know also i want to do a big shout out to um gotta shout out johnny zuko and uh ginger snap on bump in the night podcast 1428 make sure y'all go check them out on Podbean and wherever else podcasts are available because we uh you know with uh we love horror podcast shout out to michael seeley we also did um we did a uh spoiler review for halloween ends and it was a good one, man. It was a good episode. It was a great episode. And I did, you know, my commentary for Halloween Ends. Y'all can check that out also. But, you know, make sure y'all check that out. And make sure y'all check out the episode of RNZ Live with me and Johnny Zuko from Bump in the Night Podcast 1428. Last night, we, uh, you know, we finally got around to doing our, you know, worst to best Halloween ranking and it was controversial to say the least man but it made for a really good episode man so you guys tune into that and you know there's a lot more to look forward to man not just for spooky season but just for the future in general man i just i'm so appreciative of you guys and i'm going to end this you know because uh i'm not going to hold y'all i've been holding in this piss for like 17 years but y'all already know where to go man and if y'all don't y'all can follow the podcast on anchor spotify hold on wait 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 Wait, am I do am I am I really doing this right now? People I'm fucking up. I feel like the people that really tune in to the end of the episode are the ones that are going to be like, "Damn, is he fucked up or not?" Yes. This is definitely an intoxic commentary episode and y'all can tell I haven't done one in a very long time because I'm about to do the whole outro over again. But y'all already know, the love and support that y'all show me, I show it back to y'all tenfold and then so. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.